round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little. Hey, Babblers. This is a very special episode for us. Corey and I just want to say thank you so much to absolutely everybody. The listeners who we don't hear from, but we'd love to. You keep downloading and listening and we appreciate you. The listeners that we do hear from that have taken the time to write to us on Instagram or on our email or reach out to us in other ways. We love hearing from you. To all of you who take the time to go press one of those stars and for those of you who take the time to write a review, which we're, we couldn't do any of this without you. And last but not least, our patrons who are making it possible for us not to do everything out of pocket. We are so grateful. We love doing this. We love hearing from you. We love being part of this community and helping to create a community that so many of our listeners are a part of. You're also the reason that at the time of this recording, we have 87,452 downloads of our episodes and we are, I'm going to be repetitive, very honored and very grateful. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And it's been so long that I almost forgot how to do that. I know. I missed you. I missed you too. I missed you. We recorded so far ahead of time for the like last episode. And I'm so sorry, all you patrons who haven't been shouted out yet. That's probably going to happen today. Just saying. We definitely, (laughs) we did it. But then more of you showed up. So now we got yeah. we got to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz we want to say thank you. Yeah, big thank you for being. It's so fun over there. Discord's really fun over Discord's there. Discord's popping off. Yeah. And there's like 75 or 80 of us now. Let's get over there, y'all. Get over there. It's totally fun. More fun than I thought I was going to have. Although I come in and I'm behind several times cuz I don't visit it every single day. I can always tell when you come in because I get like 800 notifications. <laughs> Because I have to say hi to everybody. Say hi to everybody. That's right. Obviously. Yeah, because, and you know what else? It's our 100th episode. It's our 100th, that's right. <laughs> it's our 100th episode. episode. It's also our second anniversary. September 2nd, 2020. If you, uh, if you looked at any of the new art today on any of our sites. <laughs> We're dying. When we first saw them, we started to scream. Literally started to scream. I started to cry and scream. And then I I texted Corey and said, can I call you? Because she was at work. And she, she like called a couple minutes later. And she goes, what's up? I said, I just want to be on the phone with you if you haven't been on Instagram yet. <laughs> and she's like, no. I said, go to our messages. And she screamed into the phone because. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my, no, it was totally fine. I just, we, so we just want to say Periwinkle Witch. Thank you. We are so honored and so moved. We love it so much. We feel like you just totally captured who we are and the specificity of... Attention to detail, my goodness. 
I love the little braid in my hair. I keep finding little details like my nails. I uh, my mom was like, "Wow, it really looks like you." <laughs> I was like, "It's so cool." We both love it so much. Thank you. We're so honored. We're so touched. And I've never had art done of me before. And we love it. We love it. It's so good. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Periwinkle Witch. We are just, we're blown away by your talent. You are amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Thank you. We have a couple of new reviews, but we're going to save those until next episode. And speaking of episodes, we are talking today about land spirits. And this was a requested episode by listeners for our 100th episode specifically. Yes. This was requested by so many listeners. We got so many emails. There was one. Oh, bed knobs and broomsticks but go back and listen to our sabrina because we have a big request yes and that just came out last week even though we recorded it back in july yeah. oh, oh my here's what happened ago. here's what what had happened was <laughs> that Dada went on vacation yet and then immediately upon her return i was completely unavailable for like eight days <laughs> comic-con comic-con a very good friend's wedding which was beautiful it made me cry a lot Aww. uh and just like being very very busy all of a sudden mm-hmm. and then it's just it's been so long yeah so i'm really happy to be back in more real time <laughs> has it been a month since i've seen yeah. you yeah. I hate that. Uh, I, 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 I didn't like it very much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad you got to go like do a fun, great thing. And, and by the sounds of it, it was all very, very exciting. It was very cool. And I might have talked about you a lot. Just what? saying, were your ears burning? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I mean, there were certainly certain parts of the day where I was thinking of you more. So maybe that was one. Maybe. Yeah. I, it was a great trip and it totally ties into what we're talking about today. Yes. How to connect with land spirits. And I was so excited to see this topic. I was so excited to see this topic trending in our request (laughs) because I have so many feels about it. And then on my trip, I went to the Redwoods, y'all. I got, and from day one, just the entire trip, we stayed with someone who lives in Oregon in kind of the woods of Oregon they own 10 acres now I love get this. the way you say Oregon oh do I say it weird it's, it's fun I like it <laughs> is my southern accent coming a little out? Uh, just a sometimes little? I forget that you're not actually from the Pacific Northwest do you know I had to train myself yeah. not to say Washington mm. that are in there anyway anyway I just like the way you say Oregon oh thank you well that's where they live and they have 10 acres so we could see all this stuff. And I put some pictures on Instagram. They were the most magical, awesome people. And they're planting or replanting all these oaks. He is trying to repopulate on their property. And so are a lot of other people down there because they're really important for the ecosystem. So that was cool. They're also musicians. They oh, had like I love that. literally over 200 instruments That's in their house. That's a lot of instruments. Oh my gosh. They travel and they're coming up here in October, which is why I'll tell you about them, but not today. Sorry. Suspense. We haven't seen each other in a long time. <laughs> we have not. And I j- I'm just now hearing a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Our babble at the at the top is going to be maybe a little long. Make, I'm going to make part of it about the topic. Uh, I love that. Because the redwoods and the downloads 
it was just all the entire trip was nature filled. I love that. There was nobody around because they go back to school so freaking early in California. And so we were up at Shaver Lake and there was one other, all these houses around in amongst trees. Mm-hmm. But there were, it was like a neighborhood with big tall trees in every single yard. And one other person was in that neighborhood. One. One. And he chased off the bear. Well, that was Which thoughtful. I know he needed to do, but you know. Um, bears are I, very pretty and very sweet, but they are not friend-shaped. Corey's taking a picture of River, who also has not seen Corey for a while, so insisted on being down here, even though they usually love going up when Tammy's home and hanging out with her. River was like, mm-mm, I need my Corey time. I am absolutely thriving right now. This cat got on the counter the table and showed me her belly and was like let's go (laughs) (laughs) love me and i am all for it (laughs) so i'm just like (laughs) this is my touching grass for the day (laughs) is petting your cat oh well she's a cutie anything you want to babble about before we head to the library i mean my babble has to do with the topic so yeah i want to save it i think yeah 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 let's do it but we're gonna cover a lot of topics today i feel like a lot of little topics within a bigger topic yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna cover stuff that we're gonna say that those famous words we're gonna do a full episode on this yes but it has to do with land spirits and connecting with land spirits and different ways that different people will connect with land spirits we'll mention them yeah we'll we'll give you some teasers little tasters yeah this is a little tasting menu and a moose bouche if you will and with that said would you like to go to the library yeah yeah let's do it All right, so we are in the library, and I'm going to tell you my resources as we go. Uh, First of all, I want to shout out uh, Norse Mythology for Smart People, (laughs) because they have a great thing. I've used them before, as you know, when we've talked about, you know, Norse pagan gods, Mm -hmm. because in the library here, I want to talk about the fact that There are so many cultures all over the world that celebrate, identify with, commune with land spirits. And the Norse, and please forgive me, is Landerverti, or something like that. It's L-A-N-D-V-A-E-T-T-I-R. And they're they're their spirits, or they're also sometimes called the Whites, W-I-G-H-T-S. Of course, the Irish have the Tuatha de Danann. The Irish is from my own knowledge. We here in the United States, the indigenous tribes have lots of different ones, so I'm just going to shout out a couple. I just know that the indigenous is from native languages and names, and I will put that. I don't have the actual URL here in front of me, but I'll put that in. So I'm going to start, though, with this is from Fren, my shaman, and it's Chegui from the Potawatomi tribe, if I interpreted it correctly, Sasquatch from the Coast Salish uh, tribes, that's from the names website. We, Tammy and I, have an entire series of raven books that we read to the kids growing up, and also of coyote books, 
white wolf woman is somebody that my brother, who is Cherokee, was very familiar with and really drawn to. So he talked to me about her. So those are also some of the spirits. And like I said, there are so many. And they, I would call the Northern American indigenous people that is now called the United States. And animistic, I don't know if they would use that term or not, but I, it feels very similar. I don't want to co-opt anything or any, you know, take away their, what they call it, but it's, it's similar to me. Ukraine has the house spirit of Domovic and Vila, like nymph, and also Rusaluka, which is a water spirit, and that is from Folklorica, Journal of the Slavic, East European, and Eurasian Folklore, Association 6. I don't know how I know this, but it's out there. Is the Mimis in Australia for the Aboriginal people who brought that to the Australian people. And I'm sure there are a lot of different tribes and a lot of different land spirits there. And also in Africa. Okay, so Corey and I chatted about this, about the fact that when I went and looked at this. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. find. Uh, the the deities, and they seem to be mm-hmm. deeply tied to the land. And so as as a person who does not know anything about it, from an outside perspective, it appears as though the deity and land are like inextricably linked. Uh, if anybody has any insight on that and would love to share it with us, I would love to know more because the internet is being supremely unhelpful. <laughs> with all that said, I think that's as much as we're going to do for the library today. And let's go ahead and head out to the bonfire. What are land spirits? Yeah, Dada, what are land spirits? What are land spirits? Land spirits are... Yeah, it's a big concept. It is a big concept. I guess the first thing that I would say, especially after you just listened to the library and about how so many cultures have different opinions on them, is it depends on where you are, what the land spirits are. I would say most of the elementals I know are also land spirits. So if you can, identify your land spirits before you start creating relationship, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just have to go outside and lay on the ground and start asking around who's there and try to establish a relationship. Let's move into how do you establish a relationship with your land spirits and honor those that you meet while you're traveling? Because I think it's really important to remember I've said it before and I'll say it again. Our land spirits are not the same everywhere. The Fae is not everywhere. Corey and I chatted about the fact that we love the book American Gods. Oh, sure. If the premise, one of the premises, there's lots of premises, but one of the premises that Neil Gaiman throws out is the fact that the old gods are here in the United States because people brought them with them. Mm -hmm. Immigrants brought them with them. Irish people, African people. African people. Oh, there's somebody else I really wanted to mention that's uh, Irish, African. There's another really strong one. Oh, Norwegian. Norwegian, Odin. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The main characters. Yeah, Odin. Yeah. Mr. Wednesday. I sometimes dream of and see Odin as Ian McShane, and Odin does not complain. I love that idea that they might be here, and the Fae's probably here for that reason. Other ways Mm. that you can establish a relationship. Talk to them. 
just talk to them. Tell them about who you are, why you're here, especially if you're traveling. But even if you are in your home and why are you here? Well, I grew up here. Well, my wife and I moved here. When you do any sort of big changes, if you own property, let them know what's going on. Tell them. Yeah, we're going to have to have a real big conversation with, I'm going to have to have a big conversation with our with our whatever is inhabiting our area because we're going to make a big change to the yard. Uh, wow. It's going to be beautiful and we're oh, going to plant nice. a little garden. It's going to be a whole thing, but like it's yeah. gonna, we're going to tear some stuff up and we're going to be putting stuff in and it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's really important to just communicate with them. And you'll start, if you keep journals, start to see if you can relate anything to good things or things that were uncomfortable happening to you to something that like maybe you said like Corey says hey mountain you look beautiful and if you work with a deity let them know what deity you work with they may have something to say about that they may get along with that deity they may not get along with that deity they may have a certain place in the yard they want you to put that deity because they don't get along with them or a certain place they want you to put them because they love them I would also posit that it's a good idea to find a place a small place whether that's outdoors or not Uh, I don't know I know a lot of people who live in like cities and stuff don't have a great outdoor space Uh, but a space where you can go where the vibes are tight and what I mean by that is there are no harmful or distracting vibes in that space for me i've talked about it on this podcast already but i simply still love it that's my hammock and i love my hammock for communicating with land spirits because i look up and i see sky but i also see enormous trees i'm so close to the planter boxes that i can smell Mm. flowers when it's been raining i can smell the grass like there are squirrels everywhere the crows get very close to me The hammock, the vibes in the hammock are so tight. And that is because I do not allow anything but that sort of elevated feeling into that space. And if you can find a space like that, whether that's your bathtub or your bedroom or the corner by the window in the kitchen or whatever it is, try to find yourself a spot where... And this is not a like toxic positivity, good vibes only thing. This is a safe space. I reject harmful energies here. This is only for my own personal elevation. Um, I want to make that super clear that that's different. Yeah. There are so many times I want to post some things about rejecting negative energy, but I really don't want to be taken as toxic positivity it's really important to me it's one of the first things we addressed yeah. in the podcast that first valentine's day so yeah yeah so we're never coming from no that no area, no just fyi because but it is important to have joy yeah. and to let yourself feel that it's so and also important. i've been so, unbelievably sad in the hammock but not like mm-hmm. not like for any particular purpose just because my body needed that to be present in that moment like I needed to feel melancholic and I needed to cry a little and like because the hammock is the safe space for me I was able to go 
through the whole process and out the other side to feeling elevated. And I want to talk a teeny bit more about that when we get through with other ways you can connect with them. Right on. And also, I want to make sure, I'm so I'm saying this out loud on the podcast, let's make sure to revisit the city when we get to the end of mm. how to connect with them. Mm-hmm. After you've told them who you are, ask them who they are. Get to know the human names for plants that we have given them that are in your area and be open to hearing a note or a chord or feeling a vibration, seeing an image or tasting a taste. Like especially, it, I synesthesia is huge now that I know what it is in my life. I for years had tried to explain this taste I got every time I got sick. And I could identify where I was sick in my body, what was happening in my body. And the doctors were like, uh, yeah, right. And then because of Friday, Friday's tea, Friday afternoon tea, I now know about synesthesia and there's all different sorts of it. So be open to that because that's another way that land spirits also communicate uh, through that energy portal that we have. It's a different perception. Mm-hmm try to plant pollinators, support the bees. If you can, I don't think Corey's one of these people, but if you can, go ahead and support the spiders if you can handle it. If you can, walk them outside. If you can't, no judgment here. You gotta make peace with it. Know the rules in this house, and that is that they cannot be on the ceiling, and they cannot be in the shower. Also, Mm -hmm. a new rule had to instigate for this house uh, yesterday. Yeah, if what? you drop down from a door frame that I'm about to go through, it's oh curtains, pal. You don't get to make it through that. I'm sorry. I'm real sorry. But you're getting a sandal and it's La Chancla is coming for you. Can I just say that sounds like a suicide, like, it's like it's stepping a, in front of a car. It's a nightmare. <gasps> oh it's my it's happened to me thrice in the last two days. And we, what? Have, we have a guy come and spray repellent like once a quarter. Oh, Oh, okay. Animal safe. Animal safe. It's not bad for the raccoons or the squirrels or anything like that. We just don't want hundreds of spiders in our home. This is what I understand, that spiders don't clean themselves, therefore repellents and stuff don't work on them. Isn't that true? I don't know. Talk to our bug guy. Mm, Okay. Okay. (laughs) If you can handle it, you know, whatever your boundaries are, offer biodegradable that are safe for animals and the area the flora in the area so gifts like honey milk bread fruit nuts a poem on non-dyed paper and if you have natural ink you can use that if not that's okay by the way honey doesn't harm the bees honey doesn't harm if it's ethically farmed it doesn't harm the bees because an ethical farmer is going to keep enough honey to feed the hive I have a lot of feelings about it. I do too. Go on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. I'm sorry, vegans who don't be- believe that that's okay. But not to offend you. Not at to all. offend. Just you've got to go with your conscience on that. No but worries. I know a ton of beekeepers that. I mean, their whole point is to keep the bees yeah, alive. Yeah, that's their whole vibe. Yeah, and that's part of what helps them keep them alive. Yeah, and the bees would never. They never could use everything they produce no. anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, but that's good. That's a good note. Just a note. Since we're talking about the Fae, I also just want to mention a new theory that's out there because of string theory. And string theory is just that. It is a theory, but they they can prove it on paper. And although it hasn't been proven 
physically in the world. So many things that they can prove on paper have been. And that theory that's been batting around is that a lot of beings and land spirits and things that we see are actually probably phasing in from different dimensions, connecting with us. It doesn't mean they're not land spirits like the Tuatha de Danann, which are the Fae, which on Morgan is the queen of. They've been around for a very, very long time, and it is thought now, the more research we do and the writing that we have about them that is actual written, supposedly mythology kind of stuff, is that they probably were, they came to Ireland, lived there for a long time. They were not the original people, the indigenous people of Ireland. And then when things got icky, they phased literally into other dimension. But I know people who have talked about seeing them and seeing land spirits in portals and in caves and around water and castles. Not all of them, but many things like Stonehenge and churches that were built over pagan sites have ley lines underneath them, which is controversial. We have to say that. Some people don't believe in it. Some people think it's a crock of shit. I can't wait to talk about my feelings about Leyland. Yeah. I stepped a touch off topic. Let's head back to a couple more ways you can connect. If you have property, outdoor altars, we kind of already talked about that. Corey covered that. If allowed and safe, you can put out a hummingbird feeder or bird seed. You can plant things for your local wildlife other than the pollinators. If you have a garden and you want to cover it so they don't the animals and the and the land spirits don't come and munch on it, then you can plant strawberries or something someplace else that is for them and let them know that. If you garden, please try to do it organically so it doesn't hurt the soil or other plants in your neighbor's yard. This one is one of my favorite ones that I'm about to tell you. Maybe because I'm making wands right now, but when you prune Try to use what you're pruning and thank the tree when you're pruning them and also let them know why you're pruning them. Now, my apple tree, we have to prune our apple tree and I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that it sucks right now, but this is so that you can grow strong next year. But the first time that I did my apple trees here on this property, they were like, honey, we know it's okay. And then put neem oil or something on them that that helps the wound heal and keeps buggies and critters mm-hmm. from getting into it. Apple oh, weevils God, are a awesome. hell of a thing. There are signs all over the roads to like Yakima that are like, don't you yeah, bring that mess yeah, here. Yeah, true. And with my <laughs> apple trees, pruning is a gift for them. It's an offering. That's their offering like two or three times a year. So just, just remember that when you're taking care of property, when you're cleaning up trash, if it's not your property, uh, do your research on how best to prune if you're going to do that or listen to the tree or plant you're pruning. Lavender is really loud in my world and has opinions every single time. And doesn't always follow the rules that I have learned. (laughs) And I try really, and sure enough, the first year I did what it asked me to do, not what the internet told me to do, I got a whole other crop of beautiful lavender that year. And sometimes a plant has Mm -hmm. got to go, like a butterfly bush. Because it never goes away. 
it, you have to fucking salt yeah. the earth you want to get yeah. rid of butterflies. St. John's wort's the same. Make sure you're planting St. John's wort in a bucket or a container. Now, not all people consider trees and plants land spirits because they consider them entities of their own. I go back and forth on that. They're absolutely intertwined. I think I said that earlier in the episode. If you're taking those items that you've pruned and you make wood crafts from them, you can offer them to your own land spirits as a gift to the land spirits and to the tree you just pruned. May I share with you a wild thing to that point? Yeah. I had an experience recently with one of my crows. Okay. That I had, it was one of those times where I had to say to myself, are you being insane right now? Uh, Which is always fun. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're like, that's when you know you're getting somewhere is when you're like, let me evaluate this and eliminate all the things it could not be. But I have a crow that I have named Reginald. I love that name. Because he just seems like a Reginald. And he made it very clear the other, I think maybe a week ago, before the wedding and everything, before mm-hmm. the big weekend of Comic-Con, that he was representing Oh, somebody. He was very much like, hi, I'm the most important crow. And here is why. (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, Reginald. All right. That's a vibe. That's fine. I'm going to feed you every day. And and if you want to tell me more, you can tell me more. Do you know who they're representing? No. Uh, I can tell that they they fly away at night. They roost somewhere else. And I have a feeling it might be a water thing because I think that they might roost by uh, like Alki because that's the direction they fly in. But I do not know yet. Hmm. But Reginald's bringing the business. He's bringing that good big energy. I love that. Yeah. I love Chris. He's also the one that gets closest to me. So that is where we start. Which I guess we can go ahead and move into talking about personal experiences and intermix it with some other things. I just got huge downloads over the last month, which is why I was so excited to come and talk about this because the ancient redwoods and then connecting with the redwoods here today. We, Tammy and I walked in Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park is beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I was at Seward Park on Saturday. Oh yeah. And I really want to talk about that. Okay. I haven't been to Seward since before the pandemic. I, I did a couple runs there, but Lincoln Park has all these redwoods and we actually have one that they've identified that's over a thousand years old in Lincoln Park. And we were walking around today and went, you're as big as the ones we just saw. And we would hug them and talk to them and feel, and they all talk to each other. And I think Corey's going to talk a little, are you going to talk about that? Probably a little. Yeah. At least tangentially. Yeah. And that's something else that I want to talk about how they, the trees talk with each other. Wow. I have never felt so spoken to (laughs) uh, directly and obviously by land spirits as I did the entire trip. Yeah. The entire trip. This is something that I've only told a couple of people, Corey being one of them. I know I've said on the podcast. I feel very in the know. I know. I've said on the podcast how I had not wanted to work with the Fae. It doesn't mean I hadn't interacted with them, but I didn't want to jinx anything. <laughs> 
like this is how uh, cautious I am. And Jim Devine, if you're out there, if you're listening, it was like, no, no, they're they're wonderful. It's not a problem. Take Morgan Daimler's class and learn how to work with them if you choose to work with them. So I've been giving them offerings for years and years and years and years and years and years and years since I knew about this because of Von Morgan. But I always politely declined working with them. Again, because I say thank you and sorry all the time and you cannot say that to the fae. It became really comfortable working with them on this trip because they were everywhere yeah so ley lines <laughs> is a way to connect with land spirits other thing that i want to put in everybody's ear is one of the studies that was done a long time ago and i always thought it was in australia i read this book when i was a kid and i was trying to find it today and Corey and i've been chatting about it a little bit about fine horn so all i have of it is my memory of it i don't know because like what they're like now did a google today to try to kind of remind myself of it and there's some sad stuff that's happened like one of the founders burned down part of it because he was felt like he was being pushed out or something like that yeah and I always thought it was in uh I always thought it was in Australia but I guess it's in Scotland. Oh. And that's that was just my kid memory of reading this book but it was the first time that I heard about what's really well known now talking to plants and they talk back and if you treat them badly that they wilt and they don't do so well and if you treat them well then they grow yeah i really like the band tool oh yeah (laughs) but uh i could never listen to it in the apartment because my ex heard once that it was the kind of music that killed plants Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. 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 So apartment living and city living, what are ways, because I know you've done that more recently than me, and we've talked about this a teeny bit on the podcast before, but it was in the first season. How do you do it when you live in an apartment, Corey? Well, I mean, water's water, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's naturally occurring or in your shower, water's water. Uh, I would say also houseplants, if you can keep them alive. And if you can't, that's okay, too. Also, I think you probably can. You just don't have enough faith in yourself and give it a couple of tries and know that you're going to have to crack a couple eggs. But, like, I believe that you can keep, like, a bamboo plant alive. I believe in you. Yeah, you. I'm looking at you. I believe in you. (laughs) But I would also say, like, when I was living at the apartment before I moved into this house... I was spending a lot of time outdoors Mm. and uh, there were a lot of trees and and bushes and flowers that were sort of public. They were on sidewalks or in parks and there would be moments when my deity would be like, I want that. Like, I want that. And... It can be as small as saying to a tree, like, may I have a flower? Or a fruiting tree, like, may I have a plum? It could be as much as, and this is going to sound very silly, and I don't care, (laughs) saying hello to the, like, weeds and stuff growing up out of the sidewalk. Mm. That dandelion worked hard to get there. Recognize that, because you also worked hard to get there. You know what I mean? Uh, I would say 
you know, just anywhere you can get it. Also, if you have a rooftop or one of those outdoor like communal spaces, like in the fancier, newer apartments, go up high where the wind is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And just listen and like look, see how far into the horizon you yeah, can. Yeah, and look see up at the sky. See how high into the sky. Yeah. yeah. There's clouds. There's clouds wherever you are. There's clouds. There's, um, you know, there's wind. And like I said, water's water. Yeah. There's something that I think Corey, uh, Corey, I'm pretty sure I got this from you. Putting, when you plant a plant, putting a crystal or something in that pot along with the plant or a petition with the plant or a blessing on a piece of paper for the plant and of course you can talk to the plant while you're planting it but even if like Corey said if you don't feel confident about doing that grab a really pretty jar or something like that and go outside and get some dirt (laughs) and put it in and if you get a clear jar you can put the dirt in it and put the crystal in. You can see them all and then you can talk to that or you, you can touch you, the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what you can totally do that is beautiful? Is make a crystal terrarium. hmm With branches and crystals and moss. Crystal terrarium, baby. Do you know what you have to do to that? Spritz it with water once a month Dead. and that moss will oh live. Oh my gosh. Dead branches. Yes. Are some of my favorite things. Tammy hates them. And I Do you know what else them. I think are incredibly beautiful? What? Dried fruit pits. Oh, yeah. They're so cool. Yeah. Just scrub the like little bit of flesh off of them. Yeah. Let them dry in the sun for a little while. Yeah. Put them in your little terrarium. Cool. You can make a terrarium with dirt and not have to grow a damn thing. So those are some of the ways to connect. And I'm sure there's stuff we didn't cover. I'm sure there are other ways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and if you have ideas, again, as always, feel free. Please tell us. The uh, grab bag in the newsletter this next month will be a little land spirit focus. Or maybe my recipe this month. How about you? What is your experience with land spirits? And then I'll talk a little bit about mine. This weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend prior, I was on San Juan Island. Now traveling, I don't want to talk about the travel part because I had a mental breakdown and it was very stressful and it's so hard to get to those islands and then to get home again. Anyway, I was on foot, so I at least had that going for me. The wedding took place on a cliff over a cove over the water and it was beautiful and there was a really sweet blessing with the directions to bless the marriage and all that stuff. We actually started the ceremony with a primal scream out over the ocean. It was so fun. Oh, it was so good. Everybody was, it was very cathartic. This sounds like an amazing wedding. It was an amazing wedding. I got to read the direction of the West because your girl's got feelings. Right after the ceremony, there were whales. <gasps> Lots of whales. Lots of whales. The furthest into the cove that they've been in 30 years. Oh my God. So they were like, hey, we approve this message about the wedding, I guess. They were definitely boning. They were definitely inland (laughs) so they could bone. And that's fine. I get it. It was still amazing to see orcas. But that it felt like a very like magical intentional thing, which was like really nice. But it was a really nice sort of divide, like a like a break 
in between two days of being in a big concrete building surrounded by people and technology. Not that I don't love being in a big concrete building surrounded by people and technology. I love that shit. But uh, it was it was such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And then this weekend on Saturday, nope, on Sunday, yesterday, Jesus H, yesterday, what day is it? I was, uh, I went to Seward Park, which is a very beautiful park on Lake Washington and with somebody I care very much about and we just like sat on a blanket and just like watched the water and sat in the shade and like made like flowers and just kind of laid in the sun a little bit and it was really, really great because I've been having like big brain problems recently Mm. and for the first time in like several weeks I felt like I was calm which had a lot to do with the company but also a lot to do with like the water and the sparkles on the water being on the ground and being on the ground and watching people like playing in the water and it was just like really nice (laughs) it's just like really nice I don't know. I always feel like it's very magical outside mm-hmm. when I'm on the water. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't live anywhere but the West Coast because my body needs to know where the water is and it needs to know where this water is. Yeah. Which is, I've said before, but I'll say again. <laughs> but it also does make it a little bit harder for me to uh, access the land spirits of the more indigenous side of my family, oh, wow. which are the Kachinas. I would love to read a little definition of what Please that is. Please do. A-a-a-a-m. Spirits, known as kachinas, are central to the religion and mythology of the Pueblo Indians of the American Southwest, in particular the Hopi, who live in Arizona. These groups that believe these groups believe that kachinas are divine spirits in features of the natural world, such as clouds, wind, thunder, and rain. Uh, there are about five hundred of them, and every every tribe has and village has its own like unique ones i've been in advance of this episode but also just kind of in general i've been like trying to tap into the magic of that side of my family so i've been thinking a lot about kachinas Mm -hmm. and a lot about the weather i'm thinking a lot about the weather i've been very very in tune with what is going on with the weather Mm -hmm. around me in a way that i'm not usually I can always tell without fail if it's going to rain and I can tell it's going to snow before it snows and I can usually tell when thunder is coming and that has become heightened recently and I don't know if it's because I'm more aware or what. I've been thinking a lot about kachinas which involves just a lot of like being outdoors. I've been really prioritizing just being outside. I have too. But that's where my head's at as far as land spirits are concerned. Okay. And... Ley lines. Ley lines. Let's, let's chat about them. I have a little blurby blurb written about ley lines. I would love you to say that and I will add on. Awesome. The little tiny blurb I have just talks about when the idea of ley lines as they're known mm-hmm. was posited, which is in the 1920s mm-hmm. by a certain Alfred Watkins. It was... Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> we love him. It was sort of generally not accepted shot down, discouraged Mm -hmm. by his contemporaries, which is like, whatever. He was bummed, but, you know. And then in the 1960s, it was revived as an idea 
the two names I saw the most were Tony Wedd and John Mitchell. And they're basically lines that go straight between sacred sites. Mm-hmm. And the TLDR of like people who don't believe them or whatever is that the the locations were all constructed at different times. It doesn't make sense. They don't like topographically make sense for some of them to go over like mountains and things like that. But here's what I think about ley lines. I yeah. have feelings. I think that <laughs> do I necessarily think that humans have perfectly understood ley lines no do i think that all the places people might think they are there are there not necessarily no and the ley line hunter talks yeah. about that but what i do think <laughs> what i do think uh like the pyramid in mexico like stonehenge like a lot of the south american like temples and and castles like palaces castles wrong but palace is correct yeah no, there, castle castle is right. That's that's one of the things that they talk about, it, especially it, ones with moats. Like the big pyramids of the South America, mm-hmm. like where the kings and stuff were, like the mm-hmm. Serpent King and everything. Got it. I do believe that there are sacred energetic places all over the world that the magically inclined folks for each time and place could recognize mm-hmm. and said, this is the center. This is where we have to orient ourselves towards. Or this is where we have to station ourselves so we can orient ourselves toward such and such cosmic event. I think that those places are deeply sacred and spiritual, whether they were initially or they became that way after being charged with so much belief. Mm -hmm. And I think that the lines that go between those are absolutely valid because everything is energy, right? And it only makes sense for it to align itself. And I think what you're saying really feeds into how do you connect with land spirits? Well, they put all these rocks up and they yeah. worship the earth. Yeah. Not just there, but in Avery and, and here as well. Sure. Yeah. And so if you're connecting with land spirits, you know, in a really big ass ritual way, mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of energy there. So here's the other thing about ley lines and why I kind of went, huh, over mountains. They're an earth spirit. They're an, Ley lines are earth bound right. and energy from the earth. It's not going to go. But oh, it might there go was, through. I mean, you know. There was discussion with, well, no, with Watkins, who was like, these are like ancient sacred routes mm. that people would walk. And people were like, that goes over the most treacherous mountain range I've ever seen. That is not a <laughs> thing that people would have done. What are you talking about? But as far as going like under places, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I also think that energetic centers mm-hmm. where these lines intersect are also from a time. How do I say this in a sensitive way? They are from a time when people gave more of a shit about the earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. as delicate as I can be about that. Because they connected with them and they because connected they with their land it. spirits. Yeah. They, they, let me tell you that again. They recognized and respected their need for mm. it in a way that we now as modern human beings don't necessarily. Mm-mm. Because we still need it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop us from ruining it. It makes sense that these places were recognizable to the like spiritually and magically inclined folks of that time and place mm-hmm. because it was an immediate 
necessary aspect of everyday life. Yeah. Unless you go out and stick your toes in the dirt every day and really pay attention to where your house is and what directions you, like what directions are around you, like people, myself included a lot of the time, I have a hard time with where North is. I have to like really think about that. And it's because I don't have to know. Hmm. (laughs) Which is a bummer. I would like to know. I would like that to be as intuitive for me as it probably was for people many, many moons ago. I love ley lines. I think the idea of them is incredible because I think that the flow of energy is very vital. And I think that there are some places that are naturally and inherently more sacred than others. Like when I go to the falls, those are a sacred place. And the indigenous people knew that. Mm-hmm. And like you go there and you can't help but be like, that is majestic as hell. Like this is a, an energetically tranquil or charged or whatever place. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think in true human fashion, I don't think that as modern humans, we understand it in the way that it's necessarily meant to be understood yet. And I think that comes from trying to like categorize or label or like standardize or organize it because there are some things that I don't think can be organized very well in the human mind because the human mind is the human mind. And unless you're like working on the astral plane Mm -hmm. or like doing that kind of work, maybe it's just not going to make sense to us as it actually exists it will only make sense to us in a way that we can actually process as we start to evolve we're starting to process at a different level yeah i think part of the reason you're feeling what you're feeling you know you said i don't know if i'm just maybe feeling more sensitive or what's going on i think you're probably getting downloads and i think a lot of people are right now we're hearing a lot of messages because we're tuning in a little bit better that's just my theory i think we're all moving towards that so i consider ley lines an an earth spirit and earth spirit they are an entity all their own and and they might be lots of different entities i first learned about them when i was in my second round of therapy and i finally went to a an alternative healer. One of my assignments was every morning you have to turn to the south and sing to the ley lines in the south. I don't care what you sing. It doesn't matter what you sing. You can just do gibberish and stuff. And I was in my 20s and I was like, okay. <laughs> and at the time I was working as an actor and working and my voice was so you paying done, rent. You had absolutely done things that probably seemed sillier than that. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But I was like, what the hell are ley lines? Mm. <laughs> and she taught me what ley lines were. She was an amazing therapist and... She, and psychic now I, I can say that even though she didn't bill herself that way she saw <laughs> she asked me about something that happened to me when I was four years old and she was like I'm seeing and she described what it was I went that's exactly what happened and here's where it happened and we started telling the same story at the same time mm. because she and it wasn't like she was coming in no. just a little bit after it was amazing and they were land spirits so i have been saved more times in my little life by land spirits i'd known some of them and one of those first one was with oh my gosh i can't believe i just remembered her name isabella so that isabella introduced me to the ley lines so i connected with them and i was working with them and then as a lot of us do 
life got busy. I went through more shit and I left the ley lines alone and I became a witch. Them and there were all these people who were dissonant and saying, it's not true, it's not real witchcraft. And y'all, I just want to remind you, especially as we become more and more mainstream, believe what you believe. As long as it enriches you and doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't hurt anyone. Believe what you believe because who knows? And I know that's dangerous to say in these times where people are talking about lesbian dance theory. Uh, Yo, you sent me that text and I was like, what in the actual fresh hell are you talking about? I thought for a hot second, I will tell you, this was a reactionary moment on my part. By the way, I will post this on the day we release because I erased it from Instagram because Corey was like, what the fuck? Well, mostly I was just like... You can't tell people we're offering something without telling me first. What are you talking about? And I was on a date. Oh, and I was like, what is this? And then my name was spelled wrong. And I was like, what is going on? I can't believe I spelled your name wrong. That just upsets me. And then you were like, it's a joke because of this person. And I was like, who? Because I haven't been, I hadn't been online like all weekend. So, so happy for you. Because I was talking to cute people all weekend (laughs) and I was busy. I was just like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? But now I'm, yeah, you know, more focused and calmer. And I'm like, oh, I get it. That is funny. So it's a little <laughs> bit dangerous to say, believe in your own reality. It's also... In, but you know what? We're not harming anybody by believing in tree spirits, which are being scientifically proven, which I'm almost to, I swear. But I don't want to bring lines. the room down. This is yes. not about bringing oh, the room no, down. Oh, no, go for it. When I was researching some stuff about land spirits, mm-hmm. I came across some pretty upsetting stuff yeah. about things happening in northern Africa. And I want to remind everyone who lives in a place where they can say they're a witch and not be killed for it. That's a very privileged and blessed thing. It really is. That's all I'm going to say because I don't have enough knowledge off the top of my dome to like really speak to it, but it was a cow a bummer dude to read about. Yeah. So big thank yous yeah. to whoever's listening that we live in a place where we're not going to get attacked. So with that said, yes. singing to the ley lines, yes. I want to encourage all of you to do it to the trees, sing to the ground, put your feet in the ground. I sing to the sky a lot. Uh, yeah, sing to the sky. That is an offering in itself, and that is you developing a relationship with your land spirits. So start with your own land spirits, which I had a really hard time moving from my home. And they cut one of the trees down and uh, about four years after, and it's really it's really hard. To, you do to talk about it a lot. I, do. I know that it holds on to you. I do. There were five cedar trees, and we were really close. And it, looking back in retrospect, I was uh, probably stupidly dangerous in connecting with them because I would go out in windstorms and stand on them and they would rock. It's such a cool feeling, but I do not recommend it because it is dangerous and you could die. I won't tell you how many times I did that in storms. Wind is my, wind is mine. My, um, I mean, uh, wind is a lot of people's, but that's my big connection, which shocked the hell out of me because I thought for sure it was going to be fire or water. Mine are fire and water. Are they? Yeah. Okay. And uh, weather. Where's our earth person? Like, where um, are you? Yeah. And storms. And storms. Like, yep. Storms. Electricity, lightning, things Mm -hmm. like that. Same here. Corey's probably going to talk about mushrooms and electrodes. I am. Yeah. 
And back to what you were saying about us get, becoming so disconnected from the earth, from the planet, one of the ways that I think I know that we can save a lot of the planet. All humans need to start connecting with nature and talking to the land spirits and finding out not only what they need, because I think logically most of us already know, even the ones who are denying climate change, but then actually doing what the planet needs, listening and doing. Some groups of people have already been doing that. People who believe and have this connection, like I was saying in the library. You mean like the heralds of the land before got colonized did? Or? Uh, I think yes. I, th- I think maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I've been doing that since I was four years old, but a lot of people haven't. All sarcasm aside, a lot of people, indigenous here, people in Ireland, people in quote third world countries. I, hate that I especially since yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we won't go there. We won't go there. Anyway, but a lot of people who still live so close to the land mm-hmm. still talk and create. And witches traditionally have or magic makers and most of us still do. I think some of us are born knowing that we're witches, even though we cannot articulate. I, I got to run around property in Missouri. Again, like I said, I was saved a lot that I now look back and go, oh, I should have died. And that land spirit saved me. And that <laughs> land spirit saved Hard me. Hard to go down that road. Yeah. There's a lot of places in my life where I'm like, I should be dead. I should be dead. I should be so dead. Yeah. yeah. Y'all, I had to jump in here just to tell you. This next little section until we get to the sparks, we jump all over the place. I happen to think it's interesting. I hope you do too. Corey has some fascinating stuff. I hope you have as much fun listening as we did recording it. I want to jump back for just a moment, something I thought of to make it very specific for your offering to your land spirits or when you're traveling. If you do something that is special to you, like mine is singing, that you can offer to the land spirits where you go to visit. Because here's the thing too, if you are traveling, because we're starting to again, I really highly recommend that you connect with the land spirits If you see a pull-off or something on the road too, do that. Also something you can do, and I know this sounds like cheesy as heck, if you see a particularly beautiful sunset... Mm-hmm. tell it how beautiful it is yes i tell the mountain how beautiful she is all the time all the time yes talk to them she's bright pink i sat today at lincoln park on this maple tree that has like feet out that are really high so that. you can sit in this little alcove and lean against a tree so there's an ursula Le Guin story it's called Field of Vision, and it is from the Winds 12 Quarters, and it is about a tree, and I don't want to give it away, but it's from the tree's perspective, and it it's just overwhelming and wonderfully fascinating. Overwhelming's the wrong word. It It's incredibly emotional, and you don't expect it to be. Anyway, check it out, especially... We know so much more about trees and the way they communicate with each other now. There have been so many studies verified by so many people. Not only does forest bathing happen where we are affected and we are made better by those land spirits in forest bathing, but we 
our energy affects them. When you go into the forest and you're starting to feel that euphoria, if you get that, give some of that back. We're moving a little bit more into nature spirits rather than land spirits specifically, but they're all interconnected. They protect each other and work with each other. And Corey has something really fascinating. The largest organisms in the world that we know of that aren't like at the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And thank God they can't rise because the pressure would kill them. I have to remember myself that all the time. Because I do believe there are big frightening monsters at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yes. I think so, too. However, I'm really excited about them. Anyway, go on. Here we are. Uh, (laughs) But the two largest organisms are the Aspen, the largest of which I believe is in Utah, Mm. and the fungus, let me look at the name so I say it correctly, Armillaria ostoye in Oregon. It is an It is a 1,500-acre fungus. Holy shit. One big old fungus. Holy shit. For those of you that care, that's 600 hectares or 2.5 square miles of fungus. It communicates with itself, just like the aspens. They communicate with themselves. Also, aspens, can we talk about how creepy and beautiful and wonderful they are? <gasps> I love them. I, I have love, one in my yard. They're so frightening and beautiful to me because they look they have eyes. It's a whole thing. We call them the singing tree, and but it's known as the whisper tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Welcome to Night Vale, there is a forest of aspens. Yeah. Well, and you know. it's beautiful and people get stuck there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the fungus and the trees talk to themselves they talk to all of the pieces of themselves my favorite demonstration of plants talking is the videos i have seen i watch these constantly nonstop. i love them so much they're very soothing of people who clip little electrodes to funguses like mushrooms like live mushrooms and listen to the music that they make you can find this online. You can it's find it on TikTok. There's like beautiful. four or five sh- accounts I follow on TikTok, just on TikTok alone. But there are Instagrams, websites, full YouTube, like hours long compilations of these. Just because we don't understand what they're saying yet doesn't mean they're not talking. Mm-hmm. It just means we don't have the right aux cord. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like in Steven Universe, when they get the Wailing Stone and they can't make it work and then they realize they have to plug it into a TV because it's a video instead of an audio. Anyway, it's like that. We just don't have the right plug. We don't know what they're saying yet. Doesn't mean they're not intelligent. But they're talking. And doesn't mean they don't have a right to live without us destroying them. For real. But if you're like looking for a really soothing vibe, please look up mushroom music mushroom music and look up more about the aspen and the big fungus in oregon because it's a humongous organism whales could never like i love whales and everything but they could never this is the biggest organism on earth it's cool it's so cool it's so cool plants are affected by energy just like the rest of us Mm -hmm. and whether you think that playing like aggressive rock music in front of your plants the vibrations of the sounds are what damages them Mm -hmm. or just the vibration of like the vibes are what damages them i will tell you i have played some of the angriest screamo in my office 
and my plants are all fine. Are they? Yeah. They're okay. They're maybe, all fine. Maybe they were feeling it with you. And it's because I think mm-hmm. that I am connected super much to my plants. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, uh-oh, she needs this. <laughs> yeah. And they they buffer and bounce the energy back. But I love plants. And I'm finding more and more as I get older that like that's my happy thing is when I'm not cooking for or taking care of people, mm-hmm. it's plants. Awesome. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the physical that you can touch and there is spirit in there. You can talk to them. There are also the ones that you can't touch that are there. They might be dimensional. Who knows? Who knows? Phasing in and out. We, we just don't know yet. But they're there. I don't think all of them are the fae. The fae is not everywhere. I but, don't think so. And they're not... I think that a lot of times we perceive them as human, but they are not necessarily human. They come, I think you and I were talking about this, they come in the form of which we can process them. And sometimes actually that's an animal or something else our human mind will accept. Well, have you heard the theory of like alien abduction stories are what happened when people stopped believing in the fae? But they, but they needed something modern to represent what they were experiencing with the Fae. Wow. Do you know about that? No. Oh. I had not heard that. Look it up. It's fascinating. I believe in all of it. So <laughs> I, can't, I believe what Ellie in Contact said. If there's not life on other planets and out there in the universe, it's an awful big waste of space. We'll give you a couple of pointers, but really and truly, we are not experts on the Fae. So be aware of that as well. And if you think you've encountered the Fae, take a class from Morgan Daimler. Don't say thank you. You can be grateful without saying thank you. And don't apologize and never, ever say I'm in your debt. The language barrier just doesn't doesn't support that. And doesn't, you have to remember too, if you watch Star Trek, and actually buy into that philosophy, you already know that species are going to show up in different forms that are not human form and not humanoid forms. Like I'm thinking of that crystal episode, which is so heartbreaking in Next Generation. But if you don't, if and you start to believe in the Fae, you have to remember there are different species. And because we don't admit all the time that we encounter different species, it's hard for people to grasp. They are different species. Anytime a very freaky thing is found in the deep, deep mm-hmm. ocean, and people are just like, it's some kind of fish, I'm like, is mm, it? Is though? it? Or are we just deciding it's a fish so we don't have to have nightmares for the rest of our lives? Whales, the wildness about their possible origins. Related to deer. Related to deer. Which is fun. Look that up, everybody. <laughs> you want to have weird weird rabbit hole moment Mm. look up how are deer related to whale (laughs) because and you know deer swim on the islands the one you were just on they swim from island to island which is why you get so many different kinds of deer on the san juan islands be careful uh it's not that you shouldn't work with them even if some other people that you listen to has chosen to not do that for a long long time i got bitch slapped in the redwoods and i got downloads and i saw i feel like i cracked 
wide open. I have so much to say. I could talk for like 12 hours. So I'm trying to distill it and write it down so we can figure out what episodes to share stuff on and when we're ready, we'll do that. And I know I'm not the only one experiencing this. I know there are listeners out there that are absolutely experiencing this. When I visit Ortiz, which is a place where some of my family is from, and when I visit Chimayo and when I visit the Southwest, Mm -hmm. the land feels closer. Yeah. That makes sense? I mean, yes, it does. There are parts of the land that just feel closer, whether that's just me perceiving it that way or if it really is, I don't know, but... I have a lot of very, there's a lot of my childhood in particular that I don't remember because my brain was like, maybe we don't remember that. And I went, okay, because depression makes you forget things. But there are very vivid memories tied to the land in the Southwest when I would visit. Very vivid, very... Like I could still feel them. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can describe perfectly how I felt, what I saw, and just like the vibe. Not that I don't have those kinds of moments, but something about being there, the land feels closer. And I don't know why. It's like when Mount Rainier comes out and sometimes it's really close to us and sometimes She's it's so really big far sometimes. Away. Also, by the way, her native name is Mount Tahoma. Mount Tahoma, yeah. But that's all I have. Okay. Yeah. I, the company that I started called Chasing Blue Moonlight, which is our LLC for this podcast right now, came out of an experience I had when I was three years old, which there was blue moonlight outside of where we lived in Missouri. And it was one of my first experiences with moonlight that I felt was blue. I mean, and it was blue. And I was I had li- I was in a room that night with a sliding glass door, and so I went outside. Sure, I was three, <laughs> and I literally played with the moonlight, and I danced not in the moonlight. I danced with the moonlight. I speaking of vivid remember that so clearly and so viscerally that I have revisited that moment with my Shaw person on more than one occasion and it was one of the earliest deepest experiences I had of working with spirits I would call that a spirit guide that comes to earth a element probably an elemental using that blue moonlight to communicate with this child should be dead should be dead should be mom has a ton of stuff yeah. like that like well we would just go swimming in the creek and yeah. blah, blah 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 and it's like okay bridge terabithia jesus yeah and it was our it was our property and i ran along it all the time uh, oftentimes i was barefoot so i just i I just encourage you to go out and take your shoes off and put them in the ground. And now I'm probably getting redundant. And I could tell stories all day. I could talk for 12 hours, like I just said. So I think I should probably stop. And if you all have any questions. Or stories. Or stories. Yes, stories. Bring us stories. We kind of Because want... storytelling is yeah. one of the most important ways it's to access your magic. The most important. I... <laughs> so, along with breath work. We also want, and well, you need your breath to tell stories, don't you? You do. See? Thank you. We want, I want, 
I'm telling this to dad and now we've mentioned it to each other mm-hmm. off, off air, but I would love to incorporate a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. of our listeners into our episode. Yeah. So when you write to us, if you write to us email or whatever like that, and you want us to share, us we can try to maybe incorporate that into an we episode. We would love to. And we've put that call out for bed knobs, bed knobs and broomsticks. So be writing to us. Yeah. Please. We want to know if you love it, why, and what it did for your magic. Should we go set up some farts? Let's do it. Before we get to our sparks, we want to say thank you and give a lot of gratitude to our Patreon crew. We would love to say thank you to our patrons, Leah and Beth. Welcome to the bonfire. Thank you to Moonbow, who leveled up. We also want to shout out Jill and Ashley and Mallory, Jennifer and Emma and Krista. And we have two more. We don't, we have not heard back from them, but you know who you are. And until we can shout out your names, thank you. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. You have no idea how much it means to us. And we're just incredibly grateful. So thank you. Okay. Ready for the sparks? Ready. I'll go first while you're opening your book. Well, my spark today is Runa Troy, and you can find her on Instagram at runa.troy. She is an earth mother, a writer, a permi witch, meaning that she practices permaculture. She's a dream interpreter, a rune caster. Okay, everyone, you have to go to her Instagram page and you have to follow her because her rune casting is some of the best that I've ever read. She is so intuitive. I just saw your eyes twinkle though. You totally did because her writing's gorgeous. So she's interpreting these runes for the day. And I don't know. I don't think it is just me. They always speak to me. And there's always some part of my day that is filled with what her message held that morning. I think she's absolutely wonderful. She is also a hedge writer, a solitary crone, a healing vet, a vintage hunter, and you can read her blog. Okay, I need to tell you the title of her most recent blog post, Flipping Off the System, A Lesson in Onions and Worth. She's just amazing, and I have just loved looking at her ducks, looking at her harvest and what she's canning and putting up. And it's just a reminder. She's a reminder about how important it is to be self-sustaining. I just absolutely adore her and adore her writing. Also, she refers to her husband as the Viking and her place is called the Covenstead and Villa Westwick. I love her tags as well, like Crone Life, Everyday Magic, On the Covenstead with Runa. She actually, she lives in Washington State, and she has an amazing view when the mountain is out, as Corey and I were talking about, and Corey said, it's pink. You can go on her page and see some pictures of when the mountain's out. It's absolutely gorgeous. And if you follow us on Instagram and check out our stories, you've seen me chat about her. So that's my spark. Uh, my spark this week is an artist that I found at Comic-Con. So 
if you know me personally, which freaks me out that some people I know from before the podcast listen to this podcast. It freaks me out every time. It's like having your mom in the audience. I get more nervous when my mom's in the audience. But my whole aesthetic direction has changed slightly. And it is uh, what I'm calling neon goth. This artist is 100% the vibe I'm like really interested in right now, aesthetically. The name is Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E, last name Art, A-R-T. And you can find their work at v1tech.com, which is uh, a company that represents a lot of artists and you can find a lot of different artists at this website and you find their prints and things like that. I stood, I think me and Dom stood at their table for like 25 minutes. It felt like just because I was like, I like that one. Ooh, and I like that one. Ooh, and I like that one too. Oh man, I wish I had more wall space. Uh, The art is, it's very simple, but it's very good and cute and wonderful. It's just, it's cute and it's sweet and it looks very clean and simple in a way that is very pleasing to me, but also has kind of like a dark background, a sort of like, I don't know. It looks like it sort of jumps out of the background. Do you know what it reminds me of? The million emojis I made for the Discord? No, uh, no, but that is really, really, yes, now it does. I'm looking at the Neon Wave plexiglass wall art and it's the wave that comes over with a circle behind it it reminds me of black velvet paintings from the 70s one you turn the lights off i love those so much yeah yeah oh i love them Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yes they're beautiful beautiful. Corey. they're beautiful beautiful. i will make sure sure to post some images on the tiles so y'all can see I think I'm definitely going to be doing some stuff on Patreon that has to do with land spirits and my experiences with them and sharing that with people over there at all levels, different, doing things at different levels for different people. And, but some of it will be for just like all the levels. We do have a class coming up on September 25th, which is bindings, which is part of our bindings, banishings, and blessings. We're ending with blessings. In November. Mm -hmm. So if you want to pop over and just do one of those, that's great. Or do all three of them and then bow out. That's fine too. Remember, we do have an all access. You do not have to justify it for us. You know, LGBTQ, just having a hard time money-wise, whatever. Uh, you can do that $10 tier. Or you can join us at the 35 which is our top. Wherever. Yeah. 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 And can I say also... To speaking of Patreon, uh, the re- like y'all have been so sweet oh and gosh. kind and receptive for the tarot polls. I'm very self-conscious and nervous of my tarot polls, and and I think I'm finally finding my stride. And y'all have been so sweet. Yeah, you all are seriously the best. I just we both just feel really honored, and thank you for being there. Until next time, friends. Be well. Act with intention, and don't forget you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington. 
9-8-1-1-6. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.